Welcome to Blank Pages, the podcast, a podcast for people who appreciate the new beginnings of a clean slate, but strive for the courage, willingness, curiosity, and creativity available only on the blank pages of new possibilities. The potential to move beyond, move forward, where people are willing to make new decisions from a fresh perspective and are ready to write in a much better way. The world is waiting and nothing listens better than a blank piece of paper. Well, hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tim Pecoraro, and I'm so glad you're with me here today as we continue on with this topic of momentum. This is part three of four parts in this little series that I've titled All About Momentum. And this week, we're going to jump into that challenge of maintaining momentum, how to actually do that. And so what we're going to cover, we're going to cover looking at like three focus areas, three critical areas that we're going to focus on in order to maintain momentum. And then we're also going to use those three focus areas as a framework that you'll be able to use to create and build and maintain momentum in the various areas of your life, right? So I believe we're going to have opportunities to say, how do I, as an individual, uh, put some some momentum to work in my life? And, and then how do I do that in my relationships? And then how do I do that with working with others, right? Those are three areas that I want to help you with as it relates to that. So, um, before we go into that, I want to say thank you for listening to the show. And those of you who have subscribed to the show, hey, thank you so much. Those of you who have been in contact with me, sharing your thoughts and uh, information that you've been able to gather on your own and your life experience. And hey, thank you so much. It's so important that we help one another move along in life and help each other uh, get to new and better places in life. Um, and, uh, there's, there's just, there's nothing better than like actually having shared, uh, uh, experience or sharing experiences and having conversations around the things that, uh, we learn in life. And so right off the bat, I just want to say that in my own world, in my own life, in my story, in my relationship, uh, with the momentum, uh, my story and my struggle, um, it's it's around these three areas. And so as we get into it, I'm just going to jump in and I'll save some of the housekeeping things for the very end. But what I want to I just want to jump into this. I want to get into that how to get this momentum once you build it up. So once you know the magic of the momentum, then you build up the momentum. But now you got to maintain the momentum. And it's it's important. Obviously, you if you don't maintain momentum, you're actually not going to get to where you would like to go. You're going to be limited um, in in how far you can actually go. You're going to be limited in actually getting to where you want to go. Maybe doing it in a way that you you know it's kind of like you know if you have so much gas and you're trying to go somewhere, why would you just be burning up fuel to go any which way? Or for those of you who are electric car fans, you know you want to be intentional about everything you do and where you go, because you have only so much energy that you're going to need to work with in order to get where you want to go. So you have to do some planning, lots of things go around that. So what is my momentum story and struggle? Well, let me tell you the first of three areas that when I think of momentum, I think of being either a momentum starter, a momentum builder, 
or a momentum keeper. I, th I think they're pretty self-explanatory. So to be a momentum starter, momentum builder, or momentum keeper. Now, some say, oh, I can do all three of those. Well, great if you can. But I don't think we could do all three at 100, right? Um, now, I'm one of those that I'm okay with that. I'm okay with understanding that I don't have to be the best at everything. Now, the things that I'm good at, the things that I know I can do, I just want to be world-class at those things. That's my rule. I just want to be world-class. In other words, I want to be in the conversation. I want to be in the mix. I want to be in the game. So it's not always easy dealing with momentum. And I found that it's, once again, it's okay that I can't do it all. And it's okay if you are built and wired a certain way and it could be in one of those key areas or two, or I don't know, but it's okay. And you can develop the other attributes needed for momentum, but there's something beautiful that happens when you know yourself and you know your wiring and you're connected with people or you have access to tools and people or resources that are going to help you with the, the gaps. We all have gaps, right? There's all, there's always, in all of our lives, there are places where there are things that are missing. We have a gap. There's something that we need to fill in that blank with. And remember, like everything else in life, when you start, you build and maintain, right? For momentum, starting momentum, building and maintaining momentum, they're just all parts of a process of learning and growing in this area of momentum and in life. So it's a process. And allow yourself to take a deep breath and work with it. So today, we're going to be exploring this, this crucial overlooked element in our journey to success, and that is the art of maintaining momentum. And it is an art form. It is something that you've got to get good at. It's aware you, whether it's finding your flow. If you're a tennis player, when you find that flow and how to work that racket and you know what to do, you know how to play in, you know, if it's a singles or a double, you know how to do it. I don't care what it is that there, there's always an art to getting momentum in any of those, uh, uh, whether it's a sport or an activity, if it's relationships, it's, 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 it's still an art form to me. So whether it's pushing forward in your personal endeavor, it's nurturing a relationship, collaborating with colleagues, or striving for the victory as a team, momentum is the invisible force that keeps us moving towards our goals. But how do we capture that force? And once we have it, how do we keep it from slipping through our fingers? I mean, I think that's a good question. It's a fair question. So what I want to do is I want to break it down. Let's do it together. And what I want to do, I just want to talk about it just people. So the first thing is just, if I were to say the, the key areas, right, which we're going to get into, these three key areas, which are initial force, continued energy, and minimizing resistance. Now, I'm going to bring in one of my favorite topics, which is physics. Now, and if you're a physics person, please, uh, I, I didn't say I was, you know, master class physics or anything. I just love physics. I, I enjoyed it. One of the ways as a wrestler, when I wrestled, you know, physics helped me to be a better wrestler. Uh, my first car that I had to 
um, actually with my stepfather at the time I had to take the engine and the, and the transmission, they were, it was yoked to the engine block already and had to drop that in with a chain full into the car. And it was a 1976 Plymouth Duster <laughs> with, it was a straight drive. Had a slant six, I believe, or a straight six, on, and you shifted off the column. And, man, I thought I was something. But I had to use physics in order to, when I dropped the engine in and learning with my stepdad how to do it, I had to uh, obviously create leverage and all this stuff to get the um, transmission up to be able to yoke it in. Anyways, it's a whole other story. But as an individual, and this, this whole thing around momentum, and you have these three key areas. As I said, we're going to talk about them, these three crucial areas. Initial force, continued um, energy input, and minimizing resistance. So as an individual, how would that apply as an individual? So here's an example, or here's, here's how that applies. Because it's all going to start with a spark, right? For individuals, this could be a moment of inspiration. It could be a concrete goal. Um, a burst of motivation, just from knowing, just some there. Oh my gosh, I'm motivated. It's the initial push and it's what gets us off the starting line towards the dream or the thing. It's that push that says go. But capturing that spark and turning it into a flame requires more than just wishful thinking. You got to have continued energy input. And that's where consistency is going to be the key. It's all about putting in the work day after day, even when the novelty wears off of it. It means setting a routine. Yeah, a routine. Some people go, I can't do a routine. Well, and that's, you know, that's okay if that's their world. If it works, awesome. But most people, in order to see incredible things or extraordinary things in their life, even if it's just in a relationship, you've got to get some things into the routine. You have to embrace self-discipline and celebrate small victories in order to keep that momentum alive. And when we hit a plateau, it's our cue. That is the cue to reassess and adapt our strategies, ensuring we're always moving forward, even if it's just, ready, an inch at a time. Progress is progress. And I would rather make little steps and, and see that over time turn into big changes. And so, as an individual, I have an initial force, right? That spark. I need the continued energy input, being consistent with that day after day, right? New routines. But then here's the third one, minimizing resistance. Life's going to throw curveballs. Life is going to give you plenty of distractions. But to maintain momentum, we must become masters of our environment. This means identifying what is holding you back, if it's procrastination, if it's time mismanagement, or even your emotional hurdles, and systematically removing these barriers, it's going to be the key. You've got to do that. It's about creating now a path of least resistance where focus and productivity can flourish. Now, do not hear me say avoiding. I didn't say avoiding. I said create a path of least resistance. Some people think that means, well, I'm going to go with a path of least resistance. If that means I have to go talk to someone about this hard thing, I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to avoid it and look for the path 
of least resistance. Well, however, however, you could do that. But if you choose to do that, you may not have the relationship you want in the long term. Right. So it's up to you. If you feel the relationship's disposable, that's on you. Right. So for me, most relationships should not be disposable. <laughs> okay. They should not be. No relationship should be disposable. So understand you're going to have to figure out what the resistance is and minimize it. So back to physics, and I want to give you some universal truths about building and maintaining momentum in those three areas. I talked talk to you about those three areas for momentum is the initial force, the continued energy input, and minimizing resistance. So I just told you how as an individual, how that plays out. But what happens when we take the universally recognized principles from physics in their applications or with those applications in individual endeavors, relationships, and work with others. I mean, what would it look like? So let's find that out because I believe this format will juxtapose the foundational principles of physics, which is, and let me just go ahead and say this. What is physics? Physics is the science that deals with matter, energy, motion, and force. That's it. It's the science that deals with matter, energy, motion, and force. So if we take these principles of physics, right, that deal with matter, energy, motion, and force with practical applications across various aspects of our life, illustrating how these universal concepts can guide efforts to maintain momentum, whether on a personal level and relationships or in a collaborative setting, I think we'd be, we'd be cooking pretty good here. We'd be making a good meal for ourselves, something that's going to help us do things better, help us to grow, improve, um, just, I mean, you name it. I believe we have to pay attention to it. So I like using real things that people can grab a hold of and they say, now, how can you apply that? Because if you look into the world and life and you see nature, even there's seasons to the trees, right? And Caesars, seasons to flowers and seasons to, you know, us, we're used to seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Well, we, as people go through those same things, we can learn from that stuff. So now down to those three, right? The initial force. And I'm going to give you the physics example first. So physics example of initial force is an object at rest stays at rest. And an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by an external force. In other words, something outside has to stop it. And that's known as Newton's first law of motion. And, you know, I mean, I tell people all the time, it's like, well, nothing's changing in my life. And I, and I was like, well, if you're at rest, things stay at rest, <laughs> right? But that's the thing, right? If you're doing nothing here it, and you're used to doing nothing and you won't do anything, then you get an opportunity and you show up and you have that habit or that routine of doing nothing, then it's going to stay like that. It's at rest, stays at rest. But if it's in motion and you are a person that's proactive, that's going to be different, right? So let's apply that. That's what we're going to do to the individual. So if we look at initial force as an individual, that means take the first step towards a personal goal. What does that mean? Well, start like say it's around your health and wellness. Well, start a fitness regimen. If it's, I want to get better at, um, I don't know, like me, I'm into using fountain pens right now. I want to create more writings and things that are going to be more pictorial, that they're going to be learning lessons with an image that go along with it. So I'm using a lot of calligraphy pens and things. So guess what I take? I take the first step towards learning that new skill of using calligraphy pen or uh, a, a fountain pen with a nib or different size nibs. 
It requires overcoming, though. The biggest part for the individual um, in this initial force is it's going to require overcoming inertia through a deliberate decision or action. You're going to have to overcome it through a deliberate decision or action. What about in relationships? Well, that means it's initiating meaningful conversations, planning special dates, or expressing feelings. Those are, those are ways to inject new energy and direction into a relationship. And then work with others. Well, an example of initial force could be launching a project with a kickoff meeting or a brainstorming session to align goals and energize the team. Now, that initial force to me, remember I talked about momentum starters, that's the initial force. I'm, I am so, like, I love when I see people show up with ideas and they put in that initial thing. They get it going and they get things to start and to jump off. I think it's incredible when that happens. I think we need more of that. I think we need more of walking into the room with a team of people if it's a business and instead of the person who's a leader walking in and say, well, this is our challenge. This is what we've been tasked to do. And so here's what I want to have done. And I'm going to give this to you and this to you and this to you and this to you. And now what do you guys want to add to it? Right? That's not the way to do it, to get an initial force. You'll get one, but it will, it will immediately be met with when instead of that, when you launched it, the object in motion right? It's going to stay in motion until it's acted upon by an external force. And that external force is going to be a resistance by way of people going, well, you already have it already figured out. What input can we give? That's going to make it to where you can't take those next steps or you will, but people are just going to do the bidding of what was said. Now, for me, I believe in more of a collaborative thing. So if you're going to launch a project, or you're going to do something like this, the, you want to come into the room and you want to say, okay, this is our challenge. This is what we're required to do. I have you guys in the room. You are here for a reason. You're an important part of this team. How do you guys think we should go about this? How does this work? What do you think we should do? Does this align with us? And to keep it in alignment with us, what are the things that we have to make sure or ensure that are, are done? What are those things that we have to make sure? What are the posts that we need and the pillars and the boundaries and all the things that we need to set as we get going? Give it to them and let that session run with that initial force. But now let's go into the second thing, which you have the initial energy. Now it's the continued energy input. So here's the physics example. Energy conservation, where energy is neither created nor destroyed, but transformed from one form to another, necessitates ongoing input to sustain that motion. I mean, that's, I, for me, that's pretty clear. So it's, it's not created nor destroyed, but transformed from one form to another. And that's going to ne necessitate ongoing input if you want that motion to continue. How would you apply that to individuals, relationships, and work with others? Well, let's start with the individual. It's consistently dedicating time and effort to practice and improve, whether in personal development, hobbies, professional skills, it could be a sports skill. I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's consistently dedicating time and effort to practice and improve. That is the continued energy input needed as an individual. 
Now, what about relationships? Well, it's continuously investing in the relationship through, you ready? Quality time, acts of kindness. How about open communication to nurture and deepen the bond of relationship? And then working with others. This, if you want to maintain momentum in team projects, that's going to happen through, you ready? Regular updates, uh, supportive feedback, and then adapting strategies to overcome challenges. You're going to have to work on those. And, and, and I think a lot of times we just assume things are in a good spot. I, I, I'm one of those people that, you know, that, you know, there's all the thing about assumptions and whatever, but assumption is basically like a parent of disappointment. It's over when you assume like it's, it's, it's like the, 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 the mother or the father of, <laughs> of disappointment. It's, it's, you gotta be careful to not assume because you're going to have to, you're going to give birth. Basically you're going to push out, you're going to conceive, uh, uh, this, 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 this disappointment. I think it's going to be difficult for you when you're not communicating, when you're not updating, when you don't have feedback and you don't adapt strategies to overcome challenges, it's going to be a problem. And that's why I say assumption is the mother of all disappointments. That's a, a statement that I make is that you have to be careful. You don't want to do that. You don't want that to be a part of your life. And then the, the, the third thing is minimizing the resistance. So you have the initial energy, you have the continued energy input, and then you have this part that's, that's very important is minimizing resistance. So here's an example in physics. Reducing friction to allow for smoother and more efficient motion, such as using lubrication to decrease resistance between moving parts. Think of a car with an engine. So some of you who are familiar with a gas engine, and again, if you don't like gas engines, don't get mad at me. This is just part of what is real and it's in the world and it's still there. So the thing that I want to do go over with you is you have these pistons, you have them in the engine and those things go up and down. They're pumping, they're moving, they get hot. So as that engine gets moving, it builds up viscosity. And so if you get those pistons too hot, they can seize. And that's why you need lubrication. That's why there's oil in there. You need oil in the engine. And so it keeps it from seizing up, overheating and locking down. So how do you put that or apply that to individuals? Well, you're going to identify and remove distractions or negative habits that impede your progress, creating a conducive environment for focus and productivity. Now, this is pretty significant. So for me, when, you, when you're identifying removing these distractions or these negative habits that are stopping your progress, you have to understand that it's about you getting control of your environment. You have to be able to focus and be productive. You have to say, what are the things that are keeping me from being the productive person moving forward that I need to be? What do I need to identify and remove? How about in relationships? Well, you want to address and resolve conflicts promptly, setting boundaries, and creating a supportive and understanding environment that's going to facilitate, ready, 
easier emotional navigation. Now, again, I'm not looking for easy. I'm always, I believe in easy, good, right? Or hard, best. I choose hard, best. But when it comes to doing, when you do relationships well, that's the kind of easy we're looking for. Meaning because you do the hard, best, it's going to make the emotional navigation easier. So it still requires hard, best to get to the easier emotional navigation. And then the third one, working with others, right, under this application, under minimizing resistance, is streamlining processes, improving communication channels, and resolving team conflicts quickly to enhance collaboration and reduce delays. I mean, what's so frustrating is when you see people with 20 unnecessary steps, it could, could be a control issue. I mean, I work with people all the time where it's almost like I feel like it's their job to make things as difficult as possible. And it's not because necessarily it has to be. It's because it's just a way for them to maintain control or keep their idea in place. And we've got to get better at that. I see companies with a lot of redundant things, not the proper redundancy, meaning it's okay to have a backup. So if if Bob's at work and... Bob's sick and out, then Sally knows Bob's job very, very well. And even though Sally's over in another area, Sally can jump in and be the redundancy needed to be able to back up what we need to have. Not the redundancy that's wasteful, but the stuff that's, I have a redundant system. I have a backup system. I have something that I can fall back on. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're just locking down, making things difficult, you make it, you're not streamlining, you're not improving the communication, you're not working to resolve team conflicts quickly to get the, the collaboration better. You're going you're gonna to create a lot of delays and you're going to break the trust of the team. So that is, in a nutshell, the, these are the key areas for me that I want you to, you know, to have in your mind or top of mind that you need to understand there's an initial energy, there's a continued energy input, and there's the minimizing of resistance in order for you to maintain the momentum that you want in your life. Now, I'm going to provide a, uh, um, a list, and if you go to um, into my bio uh, on Instagram, at Tim Pecoraro and click on the link, you will be able to uh, sign up for my newsletter. And if you do, I'm going to have a resource sheet for you made available um, that will come out to you. And it's the attributes, right? I'm going to give you attributes uh, of a person who understands the importance of momentum and prioritizes that and make to, to prioritizes maintaining it to manifest their future. All right. So these are going to be qualities or attributes that I'm going to that I'm going to provide to you that you can use to help you in your journey. I'm only going to give you a couple right now just to kind of give you an idea. What's an attribute of a person that that understands the importance of momentum and prioritizes it, okay? They take initiative. They're proactive. They take initiative and are not afraid to make the first move. What else? Well, they're persistent people. They display a high level of perseverance, continuing to push forward even when faced with setbacks or challenges. Because it's that persistence 
hear me say this, that's going to allow them to maintain momentum through the difficult times. And I'm going to give you a third one. They're resilient people. This individual will bounce back from failures and setbacks. Resilience is going to help them or does help them in sustaining momentum by allowing them to learn from their mistakes and adapt strategies without losing drive. And you know what? Hey, let me give you one more. They're visionary. They have a clear vision of their future and set realistic goals aligned with that vision. And they're able to visualize the end result. And that's what's going to help them in maintaining focus and direction. So it's kind of like when you're riding and you're, if you're a cyclist or whatever, you know, and I'm not a cyclist, but you know, you could look down at the road the whole time, or you can look up and you can look really, really far and things can seem far, far away. But there's a distance between looking down at the ground and looking far, far, far away. There's somewhere in the middle, kind of like driving a car where it's best to keep your eyes. Hopefully that'll make sense to you. So simply put, These are qualities that are not only beneficial for personal growth and achieving individual goals, but they're also crucial in leading others and nurturing relationships and driving collective efforts toward shared objectives. I mean, it's important for us to understand the attributes. And I'll do a a talk on those sometime down the road, but You know, you have qualities of people, but then there's intangible qualities. Like to me, a person that understands and embraces momentum and prioritizes that and those attributes, they are a person to me in my mind that comes with intangibles that are worth, if it's an, if it's a hire that individual, it's worth spending more money to keep that person with you or have them on your team and employ them. If it's a teammate, it's worth training with them and working with them, if it's in a sport, because of what they bring to the table, those intangible qualities that make them a great or an extraordinary teammate. So in closing, I want to put this all together. What does momentum require? It requires, one, an initial force. Two, continued energy. Three, minimizing resistance. So as we've explored this momentum, spanning these physical principles and practical applications and uh, the pivotal uh, attributes that enable individuals and groups to harness and sustain, I mean, it's a dynamic force. That's what they're getting. It's clear that understanding and prioritizing momentum is fundamental to transforming visions into reality. Whether you're going to embark on some personal endeavor or fostering meaningful relationships, or collaborate effectively with other people, or driving a team towards a victory. Like I coach, I coach a soccer team right now, new at a high school, new team, um, and 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 I'm working with them to move towards victory. These the principles of initial force, continued energy input, and minimizing resistance offer a universal blueprint for that progress. The qualities of proactivity, persistence, resilience, vision, among others are, I mean, they're paramount to me, are hallmarks of those who not only dream of a brighter future, but they'll actively, they're going to shape it through what I, I mean, I like to think of it as an artful maintenance of momentum. I mean, there's art to it. And as, as you move forward, 
I'm hoping that you'll embody some of these attributes. I hope that you'll apply timeless, the timeless wisdom of, of momentum to navigate your life complexities in work or relationships, turning your aspirations into achievements with like a very determined and purposeful step in that direction. So I'd like to thank you for listening. And I hope I'm, I'm really looking forward to that next episode that we have that will wrap up this whole talk on momentum. And I'm going to talk to you about the types or specific types of forces that are working with or against our momentum. So take some time. I hope you'll listen to this again. I hope you'll listen to the, uh, all of these uh, in this series because without momentum, you're not going to move. Remember, an object at rest stays in rest, at rest. An object in motion remains in motion. How about this? A life at rest stays at rest. A life in motion will remain in motion. Obviously, until some external force comes against it, but that's why you have to have those attributes and qualities to deal with those challenges. So take some time, reflect, think about it. Remember, nothing listens better than a blank piece of paper. Sit down with your thoughts, write them down. I encourage you to share your momentum challenge with someone else. Share it with me. If you would send me a message, what is the initial force for you in the thing that you're trying to do? What is the continued energy? And then also, what are you doing to minimize that resistance? So until next time, We'll talk soon.